0: You are listening live to the Who is Edith Silliza podcast. It's Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Historical day today. It's the first time I've ever done two podcasts in a single summer. The trip down the rabbit hole has always been the same. I go a year between podcasts. Forget how to record on GarageBand and upload it to SoundCloud and then get it on to Apple. By the time I re-educate myself and finally get an episode uploaded... It's taken multiple days, and the frustration has bubbled over, and I just walk away. The problem this time around revolved around a simple picture that did not meet Apple's size requirements. I kid you not. And after thinking I'd repeatedly fixed it for 36 hours, I discovered I was editing the wrong picture on SoundCloud. Once I realized that, the problem was solved, and the podcast dropped in under 30 seconds. By the way, Huge shout out there, Haley Burkhead over at Recurring Profit Podcast. Her YouTube video, How to Submit Your Podcast on iTunes with SoundCloud, was an absolute podcast lifesaver. Every summer when I forget how to get a podcast on iTunes, I go back to this video. I think I've used it every year since it came out five years ago. So thank you and shout out, Haley Burkhead. First week of summer vacation is in the books. It's been a mixture of getting things done, having some fun, being a little lazy. I got all my school clothes packed up for the summer. I cleaned out the infamous junk drawer in the kitchen last night. Every house in every town has one. I found 6, 6 screwdrivers, 4 pairs of scissors, old yellow, old yellow, excuse me, sticky note reminders from as far back as 2 years ago, and at least 20 pencils in various conditions. Anything that wasn't a Ticonderoga got pitched. I'm continuing to read my Tom Brady Redemption book. I'm about 60% done. Looking forward to finishing it. Getting a new one going. Peloton Man Update. I'm closing in on my 100th ride and free t-shirt. Free is good. TK salute. Send me a box of that. I took last Friday off, which was my first day off from working out since Christmas Day. Think about that. First day off from exercise in six months. Anyway, I do two workouts a day on weekends. On Sunday, I hit two PRs for Peloton. Total output 381 and single best output 571. If you're a Peloton man or woman, you know what I'm talking about. My son and I resumed watching 90210. We left off last summer near the end of season one. The first two we watched this week were spring training and spring dance. Spring training, in particular, was a classic. Jim Walsh hurts his back hitting fungos. Luckily, Brandon and Steve Sanders are ready and able to fill in for him. Where to begin? Stephen Brandon coached in full uniforms, and when Jim Walsh makes his triumphant return, he too is decked out in full uni, including black Nike cleats. Shout out to the furnace in the background kicking in. Jim also has the Urban Meyer whistle around his neck, though given that this episode was shot in 1990, it was clearly Urban who learned about the nifty whistle from Jim Walsh. I can only wonder if they gave more than an episode to Jim's Little League coaching career if he would have eventually had Urban-like debilitating headaches that only pop up after losses. Also, apparently in the Beverly Hills Little League, players can get traded. So when Bird Dog Steve Sanders quickly realizes they have a terrible player on the team, he goes to the parent of their best pitcher, who also happens to be the president of the league. 2 minutes later, Steve gleefully tells Brandon that the kid will be traded by the end of the week. Also, apparently in scrimmages in the 90210, you let your best pitcher go the distance. In the rematch scrimmage against Nat's overmatched team of down and out misfits, Brandon and Steve let their ace, the son of the league president, go all six innings. Nat counters by letting the female ringer brought in by Andrea Zuckerman also go the distance. She's clearly the best player on the field. She hits a dinger to lead off the game and allows just two runs over six innings. Predictably, Nat's team shocks the world in the bottom of the sixth when his worst player hits a fly to right field, where the soon-to-be-traded terrible kid has been placed in the game by Jim Walsh. The kid, of course, falls down, allowing two runs to score and Nat's team to enjoy a sweet walk-off. The second the game ends, the league president, the father of Jim Walsh's best pitcher, storms out of the bleachers and yells at Jim, telling him they would have won the game if Jim hadn't put the bad kid in the game in the bottom of the sixth. Scrimmage ends when the soon-to-be-traded kid gets ecstatic when he sees his missing dog run onto the field and over to him right when the game ends. Of course, it was the same dog that Brenda found a week ago and was hoping to keep for herself. 90210. Pure gold. Absolute gold. Oh, and the spring dance episode. The one where Brenda and Dylan sneak upstairs where Dylan has rented them a hotel room and they have sex for the first time. And by the end of the dance, they are back downstairs and no one, not Steve, Donna, Kelly, or even Brandon, big brother, To say nothing of teacher chaperones even knew they were AWOL. Quick hitters. Busted open a blaster of 2021 prison basketball draft picks. Got a silver Franz Wagner, a rookie Kaminga, and a purple parallel Paul George. But my favorite card was a Joel Embiid one. He looks completely dorky with short hair and goggles. And he's skinny. Shout out Bill Self for doing absolutely nothing to develop his game or body during his 12 months in Lawrence. Late night Dallas update. Jock has survived bypass surgery, but Bobby is so fed up with big brother JR that he's now working from home. Trailblazer back in 1978. Think about it. And is thinking about starting a construction company, of course. Oh, and Digger Barnes, Pam's dad and dreaded enemy of Jock's, is the same guy who's Mr. Merriweather, the one who owns the bookstore and an American Christmas Carol. Shout out to the Fonz, who was Benedict Slade, the equivalent of Scrooge in the movie. Meanwhile, in The Office, my son and I are up through season four. This is where the show began its slow, downward descent. Seasons one through three were absolute gold. But the end of season four ushered in Holly, who arrives to take over for Toby when he leaves for Costa Rica. She single-handedly ruined every episode she was ever in. Worse... She pulled Michael down into her gutter of crap acting. So we will skip over the episodes until she is written off the show. And I think that means we're approaching the Michael Scott Paper Company ones, which is a return to show awesomeness. Still on the DJ Wagner watch. Cal getting two blue chip guards to commit to Lexington only reinforces the inevitable. DJ will join his pop-up, Milt, at Louisville. Not since we signed LeBradford Smith back in 1987 out of Bay City, Texas, have I been this excited about a Louisville recruit. On the subject of recruiting, albeit football, it's about time for Brent Venables to get some non three star verbals. Maybe he needs to be reminded of what the king, Barry Switzer, once chortled. This is Oklahoma. Oklahoma invented winning. That's it for now. You can follow on IG and Twitter at The Wide Nine. And in the words of Tony Kornheiser, shout out Sans Tots. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple, please give us a review. Late.